Well, hello and salutations, everybody. I know it's been a while uh, since I posted. I'm kind of uh, laid up, uh, broke my toe about a month ago, and uh, can't go back to work till October. Um, so, uh, been doing some research. Uh, right now, I'm working on a major podcast story. Um, Probably within maybe I would say like the next week or two because I'm still doing my research and still getting everything together. But in the meantime, I also did some research on kind of a lesser known uh, disappearance. Um, It was, I mean, it was well known at the time, but, you know, it's been years. So uh, I don't know if anyone remembers or is familiar with the name Brian Schaefer. Um, This was the... Uh, guy that had gone out to celebrate with friends uh, at spring break at a bar um, and reportedly uh, he had gotten separated from them so there is security footage of him going into the bar but him never coming out um, so let's just kind of dive right into it um, so Brian Schaefer uh, grew up in uh, Pinkerton Ohio um, and he was actually going to school, um, at Ohio State, uh, for his undergraduate, uh, work. Um, so he eventually graduated with a degree in microbiology, and then he went to the, uh, started, uh, studying at the College of Medicine in 2004. Um, so during his time at medical school, Uh, Brian had been involved, uh, with another medical student, his girlfriend at the time of his disappearance, Alexis, uh, Wagner. Um, she, along with their families and friends, believed that Brian was actually going to be proposing to her, uh, because they were taking a special trip to Miami, uh, for spring break. So, on the night of March 31st, um, it was a Friday, uh, classes had ended for the spring break for the week, for the next week. So, Brian and his father, uh, Randy, had celebrated by, you know, going out to dinner, getting steak, kind of getting acquainted. Um, Brian's father had noted that he seemed kind of exhausted, probably from, you know, pulling all-nighters that whole week, you know, trying to cram for the exams and stuff. Um, however, his father did not think it was a good idea that he was going to go out with his friend, William uh, Florence later that night, but he, his dad just kind of said, well, maybe he just needs to blow off some steam, you know, whatever. Um, So about 9 uh, p.m., Brian had met uh, William at the Ugly Tuna Saloon. Um, It's a bar, kind of, um, it's in the South Campus uh, Gateway Complex uh, on High End Street in Columbus. It's about an hour, or not an hour, but an hour later, Uh, Brian had called uh, his girlfriend, uh, who had returned to her home in Toledo to visit with her family, uh, and just kind of just, you know, giving her an update on what was going on for the night. So Brian and William uh, eventually just kind of went bar hopping, um, and eventually uh, they had made their way, you know, to the Ugly Tuda. Um, At each, so when they were going, you know, making their rounds, at each stop, uh, they would share um, a shot of liquor, uh, alcohol. And I guess it's been known that he's, he wasn't really a shot taker. Now, I know this from my experience with drinking. 
I can drink and drink and drink and drink all night. But once you start giving me shots, whoo, things go downhill real fast. So anyway, so after midnight, uh, William and uh, Brian met Meredith Reed. And Reed had actually given them a ride back to the Ugly Tuna where they had first had started a night. She kind of joined them because this was going to be their last kind of stop. Um, so while the three they were while the three were there, uh, Brian had somehow separated from those two. Um, they William and Meredith kept trying to call Brian, uh, repeatedly calling him, leaving messages, and finally they left with you know everybody else when the bar had closed at two a.m. So they're thinking, okay, well maybe he just got caught up talking with somebody. Um, let's just wait out here for him and see. You know, he, he, he'll, he'll be out. Um, so they were uh, waiting for Brian. And he, when the crowds were coming out, he had not um, departed with everybody else. So they assumed maybe he just left without telling them. You know, kind of did the Irish goodbye type of thing. Which I have been known to do as well. Just kind of freaking leave and just be like, later, Gator. Um, so they, they weren't super worried about it. Um, so basically, um, you know, William and Brian's father had tried to call him, you know, the next day and that weekend and that whole weekend he was not answering his phone. So on Monday morning, that's when he was scheduled to go with, uh, his girlfriend to Miami and he missed that flight. Um, so that's when he was eventually reported missing. So when the police initially began their investigation for Brian, um, you know, they obviously started at the Ugly Tuna Saloon, uh, the bar, you know, where he was last seen. Now, there are, the bar did have security cameras. So they did review the footage and they did, which it did show Brian, William, and Meredith going up the escalator to the bar's main entrance is about 1.15. Now, Schaefer, Brian, was seen outside of the bar about 1.55, talking with two young women and saying goodbye and then moving off camera uh, in the direction to apparently re-enter the bar. So that's the tricky thing. So they see him. He's outside. So basically, they get him entering once with his friends. They don't show him leaving the bar to go outside. So where's that footage at? Why isn't there no footage of him being outside, but there's, or going outside, um, possibly to smoke a cigarette or take a phone call or something, but there's footage of him outside talking to two women. So what, did someone erase that footage? Did it just not catch it? What was going, what is going on here? Um, so the, the cameras, uh, did not record him leaving anywhere. So that's what always kind of bothered me. Um, so it is possible, though. Investigators realized that maybe Schaefer could have changed his clothes in the bar, put a hat on, kept his hat down, hiding his face from the camera. Uh, the camera might also have missed Schaefer. One, uh, they panned across the area continuously, and the other was operated manually. So what, what, what did happen? Did he actually leave that bar? Uh, or did something happen in that bar that caused him not to leave? Um, they also suggested that maybe he left the building by another route. However, the building's only other uh, other exit was a service door 
that wasn't really used by the public. It was open at one time uh, to a construction site. So m the officers maybe believed that he, it was difficult to walk through it sober. sober. So they weren't really convinced that Brian, uh, him being obviously intoxicated, could make his way through that construction site. Um, so that was always kind of, kind of, I don't know, that always just struck me as weird because, I mean, obviously if there's security cameras in there, it should have recorded him coming out of the bar, even if it briefly missed, um, because, you know, one of the cameras was operated manually, it had to show him still in the bar at that time. Um, so... Basically, uh, you know, there was just no sign of him. Um, so the search, you know, pretty much began to fan out from the Ugly Tuna. And uh, officers had brought police dogs in, uh, looking closely in dumpsters, waste containers, um, asking, you know, all the residents if they had seen Brian. Uh, you know, there were flyers that were made that were showing, you know, a tattoo on his upper right arm. Um, it was of a stick figured logo from the cover. Um, it was the artwork of the single of Alive by Purge, Pearl, Pearl Jam. Um, so they eventually had made it to Brian's, you know, apartment six blocks from the bar, but his car was still parked outside and nothing really seemed to be amiss. Nothing was, you know, the only thing that was basically missing was him. So... After searching miles away from the bar, the police began to kind of try to consider other possibilities um, besides an accident or foul play. Um, now, since Brian's mother had recently passed away, they thought maybe <clears throat> he just needed time, you know, to grieve, to be by himself. Um, but yet his disappearance, you know, he is still missing. So do you really need all that time? Um, so... Uh, the police eventually ended up asking, you know, Brian's father and um, uh, Meredith for a uh, polygraph test. Um, and they had reportedly had passed it. Now, when they asked William, he had flat out refused. Now, that always seemed a little weird. If you have nothing to hide and don't know anything, why not take the polygraph? I know the poly polygraphs are not... Uh, sometimes, you know, if you're, if you're nervous, it can bring up a, you know, false, you know, that you're lying. I understand that. But me personally, if I was, if my friend was disappeared or I was possibly involved or, you know, just something like that, I think, actually, I know I would just take it just to try to clear my name. So, um, the two women that Brian had, uh, was talking to outside the bar, they were identified um, but they were never asked to take a polygraph, um, themselves. Now, Wagner, uh, called, uh, Brian's phone every evening before going to bed for a long time after the t disappearance. Um, you know, and that is his friend, William, um, was sent to voicemail, but one night in September, it rang three times. Uh, so he said, I kept calling it to hear it purely because it was one of the best sons I had ever heard, even if nobody had picked up. Um, so the, the wireless company basically said there was a computer glitch and a ping, uh, it, it was, it was basically, it was just a glitch and, you know, his, his phone is still, well, was off or is off. Now, eventually, 
um, you know, they just, they did not know what could have happened to him. And eventually during, you know, this, this was back in September of 2008. So now his father is out in the yard, um, of his house, uh, cleaning, you know, debris. And basically a branch had blown off a tree and struck him and killed him. Now, so they had the obituary uh, that ran online. It was a condolence book. And they discovered one of the signatures said, To Dad, Love Brian. So that was suggesting to, to police for a minute that maybe he just left and wanted to just start a life somewhere else. Um, but then, you know, upon, you know, further in, uh, investigation, the note was found that it had been posted from a computer uh, in Franklin County, which was not that far. And it was, it was a hoax. Um, so that always kind of struck me as weird. Um, you know, there were alleged sightings of him in like Mexico. So they were belie believing that maybe he had just fled. Uh, turns out it was just a homeless man that, that looked pretty much identical to him. Um, so that, that has always struck me as weird. Like, why did the friend not want to take the polygraph? Did he know something? Did he see something and someone had threatened him? What was going on? Why uh, was when he was with those two friends in the bar, why did the girl pass her polygraph? But William, didn't? you know, his friend didn't pass his. What was going on? They could never figure out why he wouldn't take it, what he was hiding. And they still can't find any evidence of you know, did he ever get out of that bar? Because they went through hours and hours and hours of security footage, and there is no footage. Even when people are just hanging out at the bar, there is no footage of him. So what exactly happened? Did he did he find that, that door um, to the construction site, and somehow someone, you know, kidnapped him or, or killed him and just really did a really good job of hiding his body? Did he, you know, just could not handle the death of his mother and decided to just flee or he couldn't handle the pressures of college and, you know, his medicine or, you know, becoming a doctor and stuff? What was going on? That, that's what always bothered me because of that evidence of him entering the bar and then magically there's no evidence of him leaving, but then there's really no evidence besides when he's outside talking to those girls of him at that bar at all. So someone knows something, someone is hiding something. So get it out there, look it up. Uh, it's time for me to go. I got to, uh, you know, get uh, my life going on with this stupid disability that I have to fight with now. It's it's ridiculous. But I, I hope everybody has a great Labor Day weekend. And try to stay cool because I know it's going to be ridiculously hot here in Sacramento. And uh, so look forward to my uh, podcast in about two weeks. Um, it does involve, I will say, it is uh, something that has always frightened me because it hits so close to my home and my area. So, uh, and until next time, folks, have a spooky, spooky weekend and enjoy. Keep safe and hydrated. Peace.